Hello everyone, namaste and welcome. Today I'm going to discuss about Yoga 1.11, which is from the chapter 1 and the 11th verse. So, here it goes. And it's basically about memory. Because in the previous episode we discussed about this four, actually there are five vrittis of fluctuation or modification of the mind. The first one is right knowledge. The second one is wrong knowledge. The third one is imagination or fancy or something that doesn't exist, you kind of think is like a fantasy. And the fourth one is sleep, deep sleep or dreamless sleep. And today it's about the memory, the fifth one. So based on Patanjali, he described the mind has five fluctuations or modification of the mind. So now I'm going to recite the sutra. Anubhuta vishaya asam pramoshaha smritihi so, if you try to <laughs> try to repeat after me, now I'll, maybe I'll try to slow down a bit. Anubhuta Vishaya Asam Pramosha Smritihi. So, if you put it together, Anubhuta Vishaya Asam Pramosha Vriti. Sorry, Anubhuta Vishaya Asam Pramosha Smritihi. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to break it down the translation now. So Anubhuta means previous experience, something that you experienced before. Vishaya means object. Asampramoshaha. A means, you know, no in Sanskrit, like not. Sam means completely. Pra means specifically. Moshaha means hidden or something not available or stolen. It's outside of the pale of conscious awareness. So therefore, uh, Asam Pramoshaha is that which is not specially and completely outside the pale of conscious awareness. It's like in part you know what it is, in part you do not. So the last word is Smritihi. It means memory. So this is the fifth one, that uh, five fluctuations of the mind that we discussed earlier. This is today's the fifth one. It is the most important and it's the strongest one uh, based on Patanjali's uh, commentary and his, uh, in his work. So the whole translation of the meaning is memory is the modification which takes content from the experience that has not yet disappeared fully. Which means you basically like, I didn't really forget, that's called memory. And so the memory is like a, uh, yeah, memory is the recollection of the experience in another translation, you can say that. So, smritihi means memory is the modification of the mind which takes the content from the experience. Like, whatever you experience in your life, it takes it. And sometimes it might disappear, sometimes it might not. So, it's not fully disappeared. So, let's get into, like, more uh, uh, deeper understanding based on this, you know, the articles I read, the books I read. Uh, let me share with you that. The mind functions from the memory of the past impressions. Like past impressions like whatever you experienced before, the past, it leaves a print on your mind. So that are the memory functions. And the mind indulges in the past. Because of this function of the mind, it projects the present based on the experience of past rather than having a right knowledge over the present. And this results like uh, viparyaya means uh, wrong knowledge. In Sanskrit, right knowledge is brahmana. And what it happens over the present, it results in viparya, the wrong knowledge. Not only that, it imagines the future 
which results in vikalpa. Vikalpa means imagination. So there is a link you can see with your right understanding, wrong understanding, and the third one is imagination, or your fantasy about things, or fancy of your thinking, thoughts which it doesn't exist. And also, your mind functions during the sleep too. Either you slept so deep, or you have like no dreams, like, a, like a, with the dreams, you have dream sleep or dreamless sleep, we say. So all these modifications like take their precedence in memory, and memory takes precedence in all modifications. So most of the mind modifications are the result of memory only. So you can see there's a link. Right, wrong, imagination, sleep. Actually, we think that when we're sleeping, we actually fall asleep. But actually, your mind is resting. But actually, it's working. Yeah, um, uh, there is a, a lot different way of saying, like in the science is different, in the philosophy is different, and in the mindfulness way is different, in the sutras is different, and Vyasa. And uh, there are many people, like uh, they, Bojaraj, and also I've read uh, some of those articles. So each one interprets the, the commentary so differently. So, but for my understanding, it's like, let's just stick to the more practical way. And also, I like more Patanjali's. He's really uh, written quite psychological, and it makes sense to me. So, memory is the strongest. It's very, very strong. You know, our memories are very, very strong. And there are two types of memories in, uh, in, in, a, in our mind. One is real. It is something that you happened or experienced. Something can be uh, like harmful or helpful. And also it depends person to person. And sometimes how you access that memory, <clears throat> sorry, how you access your memory, that, and how you feel about it too. So it's quite tricky, but yeah. So that's uh, like a more about a real, like, you know, you really experience that physically and you know that how it feels like and what it experience like. Another one is unreal. It's like a dream, something beautiful, something bad in the dream. And when you wake up, it's like, it doesn't even exist. So it's not real. You know what I mean? So you can see the memory has two types. One is real the other one is unreal. One, you experienced it and you know it, how it feels. The other one is you experience it, but it doesn't exist. So it's mostly happened in the sleep. So now let's look, uh, look at it in this commentary by Maharishi Vyasa. The memory is twofold. One is assuming the object and another one is not so. During the dream, the object is assumed. In the waking state, the object is not assumed. It's like I mentioned uh, more in a practical way. So this is basically kind of take that inspiration from Maharishi Vyasa, the commentary. So real, unreal. And all kinds of memories have their existence in prior right notion, like right understanding, misconception, like wrong knowledge or wrong understanding, imagination or fantasy, and sleep, like deep sleep or dreamless sleep, which are constitute, constituted by the pain Pleasure and illusion. So they are explained under Kleshas. Kleshas that we uh, that I'm going to talk about later. Kleshas. Uh, the, so the, by attachment comes pleasure, by envy comes pain, and by ignorance comes illusion. 
So people, there's nothing to be panic about it. I'm just giving a little different ideas about how the memory sounds like by different commentators and uh, different sutras and each one how they approach to see things. You know, we're all different and we all have a different mindset, different cultures. We all came from the different backgrounds. This is just how we see, how we perceive things. So generally we create lots of mental impressions on the mind, like memory, like lots. Like throughout the lifetime you experience with the five senses, which is touch, taste, hearing, sight, and smell. And it is recorded in your memory. And sometimes you forget and sometimes some memories are pretty strong and solid, so you remember them pretty strongly. Which is, if it is like, you know, important happiness, sad, you know, everything, uh, you know, in the memory, sometimes joyful, sometimes hurtful, harmful, uh, different categories of the memory. So we have like millions, billions of belief on the mind platform, like we leave the impressions through the senses. So now, Another commentary from Swami Vivekananda. So, for instance, he said, you hear a word, for example, a person name or like a, a event that happened in the past. That word is like a, a stone thrown to the lake. Let's say you see a calm, uh, sea, oh, sorry, a calm river or a lake. And you, uh, it's very calm. There's no ripples. And if you throw a stone in the surface, it creates ripples. Like, you know, the water became like shattered or scattered or something. So, it's the same thing. Uh, uh, it causes ripples, right? So, that ripple arouses a series of ripples. This is memory. So, on the mind, we, uh, we have this uh, if something that, you know, it triggers you and it creates that memory. So, in sleep, when a, a peculiar kind of ripple called sleep throws the chitta, chitta means the mind or consciousness field, into a ripple of memory, it is called dream. You know, sometimes we dream about things. Sometimes we think about things before we go to bed. That's why I often suggest in my class also, uh, after I finish my class, I tell my students, like, yeah, just stay quiet and um, just sleep peacefully and keep that state of mind, like, in a very, like, still in the mind and play some soft music or drink, like, a, I don't know, chameleon tea or a mint or green tea, they're very good taste now. It makes you calm and like you get your deep sleep now. Based on the sign, deep sleep is good for the body, but in a yogic way, it's a different story. The mind is like working, but it's resting, but at the same time, it's working or maybe not working, but mind's still there. Anyways, back to the topic. So, dream is another form of ripple, which in the waking state is called memory. It means when you wake up, Actually, you know that you had a dream or not, or you slept well or not, which means actually this is a, the feeling that you experienced when you wake up. So this is a, also a memory. You see how the mind actually, it never rests actually. It's always working. So you be aware of it. And now, okay, let me tell you my story. These days often I saw my Facebook stories and I, so my artistic life, you know, before and now, it's way different. And, and I begin to compare. I don't know why. It seemed to me so different. And can't believe that this change and the situation, also this memory is like, you know, wow. When I look at them, it's like, you know, it creates like such a full of energy, pleasure and joy. And also it's like I want to go back like before, but can't, you know, it's very, it's very hard. And it's also, it's very hard for me to get rid of this memories to just to live in the presence and enjoy this 
very moment and let go as it is. Uh, so, but and I don't know how to say. You know, there's a saying, life brings tears, smiles, and memories. You know what I mean? I repeat the line again. Life brings tears, smiles, and memories. So I kind of understood, understanding this line that, okay, when I look at them, it's so happiness, like, ah. Oh. At the same time, like, mm, you know, this is, this is like a, a different way of, of feelings and thoughts and emotions that rising in my heart and mind field. I'm feeling good most of the time, but, uh, and because of that, I did my work at my best and I shared my joy and happiness through my dance and yoga, sharing arts and culture, performing, moving around, seeing places, uh, meeting different people, languages learning, and, you know, cultivating constantly. So uh, it's, it's a lot of changes, but the times have changed. And of course, you know, this virus also is one of the big topics, but anyways, we're not going to touch on that. And people, because we all begin to protect ourselves. So this is a huge change. And and I totally understand this change. And uh, it changed me a lot, but it's more towards like an inward journey and started feeling things more than before. So once again, I would say pause is a great thing to see, see things more deeper. Like, you know, uh, this pause can help like more deeper understanding instead of just layer and you throw yourself everywhere and you're like moving on. So pause is very good. So for my memory, this pause is like this stop. Previously I talked, one of the talk I did, Goodbye, Hurdle 2020, and Welcome. How do you say that? Yeah, one second, let me, uh, yeah. Moving Together 2021. So the program is, I got to repeat again. Goodbye, Hurdle 2020, Moving Together 2021. So in that talk, I mentioned that stop, like the stop means. So this also created a memory in my mind and a deep impression about this pause. So once again, people, pause is great to see things deeper instead of just going with the flow. Just as a bird, you watch yourself and your action and what memories can impact you and what it brings you down or what it brings you up. So when you kind of, you know, navigate and examine your memories, you kind of understand what can memory can impact you. So mostly when it comes something, anything happy or sad or anything, pause and bring yourself into the present moment. I highly recommend you this practice. Pause and bring yourself into the present moment. So this is like you're living in here, you know? Yeah, so I would say at the end we all made memories and it should be beautiful memories so that can leave us in a a very deep, good imprints and good experiences and great memories for everyone, not only you, to everyone around you, but it's very hard because we often like... Uh, we get a little bit of uh, agitated or confused or emotionally imbalanced. So this is where it comes to yoga and meditation. It's a great thing. Meditation to still the mind. Uh, practicing asana is to keeping the body strong and then keeping your body health. Like you know, you're like a vehicle, making it stronger. When your mind is still, it's 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 it gives you lots of focus. Then uh, instead of losing focus, and I'm sure like each one of us, you know, we have like different experiences. I'm not here to compare any of my life with the present life of now, but it does create that feeling like, "Mm, I want to go back. So if we 
don't compare with anything. I think it's great. So there is nothing to compare with anyone, even to yourself, with anybody, or even with your memory. Life just happens to you, you know. It's like based on your thoughts, words, and actions. So that's my story. Once again, remember, life brings tears, smiles, and memories. So yeah. And now, when you became aware of memories, immediately you begin to compare, right? Uh, as I said in previous, previous earlier, compassion also kind of creating a memory because you compare. Oh my God, that was time, good time, that was now is bad. Oh, that was time, bad time, now is like good time. So you're creating in your presence. So actually, you basically never stop creating memories and so on. So be constantly. So that's memory. And uh, another uh, commentary from Osho, he said that this memory is continuously there. Yes, it is always there. Being projected on everything you see, this past memory has to be dropped. Oh, you see that? It's like you need to be like dropped literally. It should be constant interference in your knowing because it doesn't allow you to know the new. So people, it's basically... Uh, he's saying that like you just have to drop it and if you're just stuck in your past it does not let you move forward in another way i mean so far from my understanding maybe it sounds like that isn't it it's like it doesn't allow you to know the new you always know the in the pattern of the old it's like you know the old things but not the new thing and it doesn't allow you to feel the new also it makes everything old and rotten because of this, uh, you know, because of this memory feeling, because like you're stuck in the past or stuck in the old, you're not learning new things or you're not accepting the new things. You're just stuck there because that's how your memory. And this is also memory. Sometimes, you know, um, when I look around, everyone just looks like bored and like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Like everyone is like bored. And also like uh, sometimes people... Uh, look at like each other's faces like, I don't know, <laughs> like uh, she's bored or he's bored. Or, like sometimes the face is like bored to death, like, oh, what I'm going to do, what it is. And it's like there's nothing, there's nothing new and like no ecstasy. Uh, there's one other example I can give you. Like when you, uh, uh, when I was, a, uh, okay, here comes my story again. When I was a kid, I when my grandfather Often, like, you know, he he bought me some new stuff to see, like a toy or a television or radio or to see things or like cartoons or changing the new one. I don't know. I was just so excited for nothing. And also, oh, we're going to watch a movie or we're going to the beach or we're going to see something. I'm just all excited. I don't know. Now, if I look at myself, like, based on this commentary, we're just like, the old is keep moving backwards and then you go into the new. If you see the kid, like he's excited for everything. It's like, yeah, let's go. Even like if you observe a kid, if you offer even a stranger, like when you walk somewhere, when you see the kid somewhere, you look at them, their eyes are wide open like that when they look at you. Like, whoa, who are you? What color is your skin tone? Or who, why are you so tall? Or why you're so big? Or why you're so small? Because for them it's like, I don't know what they think, but I can see in their eyes from my experience. Like, and I look at them and I kind of smile. It's like kind of widely open. It's the focus, you know, like, wow. So they're like, 
excited and for them is everything is new so if we can you know understand our memories and we try to learn new things something positive i'm talking about i think it's you know it creates that ecstasy and knowing things the new not just like you know being bored or like you know i don't know what to do now what i'm going to do it's like i know everything you know learning is never ending education is like uh, knowledge is like divine you always have so many things to learn into so yes and uh, it's like sometimes nobody also they not nobody is now interested in what is happening you know you know there is a lot to know about things it's just that you need to find i would say spend a, a time with the people that who are always learning and practicing things that not may not be possible so i think these kind of characters like they create certain kind of a, a, a impression on your mind substance and it gives you more positive energy spending time with the positive people you know creating ideas in events but not discuss about the events not discuss about the people gossips and this is one of the memorials it's not good for your mind so once again be like an excited child like always learning things and then you know you're ready for any time now okay so everything becomes old sometimes immediately it becomes a memory and it becomes old if you can drop your memories dropping doesn't mean that you cease to remember dropping only means this constant interference can be avoided when you need you can pull it back to the focus when you don't need it just let it be there in silently but not coming continuously in uh, final words can say past if continuously present it will not allow you present to be and you miss present and you miss all so don't let your past bother you people i know it's very hard to you know this memory to go away or whatever it is but it does not allow you to be in the present moment so think about it it you know as per my story it was hard for me i'm like comparing now but i'm trying to get rid of this feeling and trying to accept the life now that what i have and you see i'm happy here to share studying learning youtubing and podcasting and also doing the yoga boards blah 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 so practice to stay in presence and how to avoid unnecessary memories not to bother us and once again memories are some are harmful some are not harmful for my experiences mindfulness is a type of meditation in which you focus on being intensely aware of what you are sensing and what you are feeling in the moment it is so hard right it sounds so easy but it's not and without interpretation or judgment if you can focus on your presence like a i don't know like just like a a, a child an excited child or like learning things all the time you know so it it can be like quite it takes time i would say quite takes some time to practice and the most important is to keep your regular meditation routine especially the mindful meditation or i find it's one of my favorite just paying attention to your breath 
just being in the moment. So tomorrow, okay, today, now I'm here, I'm talking to you, that's all I am. And tomorrow I wake up, right after I wake up, just like 10 minutes meditation and I start my day. And you go on. It just, what passes, like, you know, it replacing every moment. So mantra also, it protects the mind. So I suggest chanting mantra, also quite good, because mantra has its repetitions. So reciting mantras often, it's kind of like a reprogramming, reprogramming the mind and you're rewiring the mind, like, you know, kind of like rewire that wire. It's like winding the mind up. So you can reprogram the mind by chanting mantras and also it improves the focus on one thing. So that's about the memory. And once again, I'll repeat all the five. The first one is right understanding. The second one is wrong understanding. The third one is imagination. The fourth one is sleep. Dreamless sleep or deep sleep. And the fifth one is, which is the strongest one for the human mind, like the strongest, the memory. So it's called Smriti. So on the next episode, I, we, let, let's just, we all of us, like decode this Yoga Sutra 1.12. It is to embrace the value of practice and non-attachment. So Patanjali gives us kind of a, 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 like kind of a journey, takes you uh, to the greater deal eventually. So there's a thread, you know, through sutra means thread. It's like, you know, there's a connection. It's like kind of like a chain reaction. So the practice that I said, like the meditation, is one to, to prepare the mind and also non-attachment and dispassion. So the sutra ultimately talks about the effort and non-attachment. It's like when we practice together, you know, it can serve a spiritual and a practical roadmap for navigating. It's almost like every aspect of life with a greater equanimity. And also, spiritual self-mastery brings control of the mind's modification. So, meditation, it's one of the key, all this, like this five rutis. That's what the Patanjali talks about. Along the way, we will need true great friends, like the two of them. I think the, our practice can get more deeper by understanding this, which is one is practice and dispassion, like non-attachment. So let us understand uh, by this uh, Sri Patanjali teachings that the, through this systematic practice, we can gain the stability of the body and mind and we strengthen our power of will and determination. I would say thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. Namaste. Bye-bye.